Hi, and uh, welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we have Mima Batista from Chicken Treat. So we have a real treat in store. How are you, Mima? Hey. Hey, Tony. How are you? And thanks for the invite today. No, no, it's great. Um, yeah, it's a. It's interesting. We, we tend to talk to small and medium-sized businesses, but you are a franchise, and the franchise would tend to be small and medium-sized businesses who are the franchisees. Yes. Um, so we do operate a franchised business with um, multiple franchisees. So, so mm. basically they're small business owners, such mm. as, I mean, I used to be a small business owner operating a cafe, but this is in the chicken business. So um, it's an opportunity for for them to leverage the um, intellectual property of a, of a bigger business, but operating mm. small businesses within a large, large uh, business itself. Mm. Yeah, and I, that's really helpful because one of the biggest problems is getting that support and the marketing support and knowing if you're doing the right thing and they're getting suppliers and everything else and you spend your whole time organising that sort of things. It's pretty handy having all that done for you. Well, it's, you know, they leverage the, the experience and the size of, of our business um, and you know, we they gain uh, they gain benefits in in supply chain, um, in marketing, and um, and and overall experience across you know, broad scope of the business, um, and not to mention tapping into uh, food innovation, which you know would be challenging for a single operator, uh, but we you know we look at market trends, global trends on food, um, and we um, we validate and, and bring these and commercialise these products and bring them into into these franchise stores for them to, to sell and for customers to enjoy. Yeah, and I think that's part of the issue is in a category, I hate to use the word fast food, but in okay. a food, walk-up food category, um, yeah, advertising is really, really important. Look, it's it's. I would say it's it's a really competitive space, and you really need to find as an operator. We really need to find our niche and what is our niche and and, and what is our place to play in in this competitive competitive landscape. And I think that um, we we look at it from a chicken tree perspective. We're a fun food brand. So we look at uh, while we specialise in rotisserie chicken and fried chicken and burgers, we also look for customer noticeable innovation and food quality, and then being able to deliver that to consumers at a at a really good value for for money price. Um, so that's kind of how we see the space um, or the the QSR space or fast food space, um, and that's how we 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 um, I suppose, strategize to play in it and finding our niche. Mm. Yeah, I like the way you've got here crunchified chicken and rotisserie chicken, so you strip them out a bit. We do. I mean, you know, I think rotisserie chicken is, is as, as it says, it's traditionally cooked um, in, in very uh, modern uh, digital t- uh, rotisseries uh, today. Uh, but we haven't actually changed the recipe for uh, over 40 years. So it's our original recipe from when we started. And then we have uh, crunchified chicken, which is a double, it's a freshly made product in store. It's double breaded. So it's it's dipped in 
in our um, uh, uh, flour and breading and spices, or not spices and uh, herbs. Uh, it's double breaded and then uh, uh, deep fried and and served fresh, and it's crunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds so much better than somebody else I can think of. But anyway, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I, I love my barbecue chicken. I lived in England for a few years, and I went to a place that was called a barbecue chicken shop, and they had the barbecue chicken cold, and they deep fried it. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, my gosh. I think, you know, if if you're trying to be innovative, I've, I've certainly seen a few food trends where they are deep frying whole barbecue, uh, whole barbecued chicken. So I suppose it speeds up the cooking process and gives you a crispy outer coating. I think it's, it destroys the whole uh, beautiful naturalness of what is a rotisserie or roasted barbecue chicken, whichever, whatever um, name you want to call it. But, you know, if you think about a rotisserie, a chicken goes around and around and the juices and, um, flow in and in through the meat and in within the chicken breast itself and around the chicken and and it's ex- extremely flavoursome and um and moist as well and it it, it provides a really great um healthy chicken mm. now i should say that um i'm on the east coast and you are huge in wa and perth but you are going to fly the coop and head over here <laughs> I warned you about the jokes. I know, I know. So, yes, we are crossing the Nullarbor. I, I think there is a joke, why did the chicken cross the Nullarbor? Um, mm. but, um, but, look, we're, we're breaking borders. We're um, opening on the East Coast uh, in FY22 or Financial Year 22. Uh, we're opening in the ACT, so in Canberra. We're coming out to you. And, um, and also we're, uh, we're breaking into New South Wales as well in that period. So it's very exciting times for Chicken Treat. Um, and um, uh, we start with those states and then we'll, we'll build from there and uh, expand beyond our West Australian borders. Mm. So what, what do you think would be the biggest challenges in escaping and, again, entering into a large market but a competitive market? I think I think for a brand that's very well known in Western Australia, entering new markets is around uh, brand awareness. So as you would you know, as as you would be aware, Chicken Treat is a little known on the east coast, if if not at all. And so the the, the task at hand would be um, the challenge for us is actually brand awareness in terms of uh, competitive in terms of the competitive landscape. We, uh, we've done a significant amount of research to understand that consumers in those areas um, actually uh, 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 have been surveyed and, um, and the brand seems to be well-received well in terms of the, the market um, research that we've conducted. So really the task at hand for us is to, um, is to create really strong brand awareness around those communities as we open up in, in, in both Canberra and New South Wales. Mm. And it, it's really good timing because you've got a great success story that even during the peak of the pandemic, I'm going to call it that because we, we know it's not sure. quite done and dusted yet, of um, course. You, you received record sales. I mean, what, what do you put that down to? 
Well, look, I think that um, we were we've coming off the back of um, three years of growth. Uh, we're we're um, COVID was was chal- it was tough uh, oh. for everyone. I think Chicken Treat was fortunate. We we had uh, we have drive through and shop front formats where we were able to essentially service consumers through COVID. Um, and I think we learnt a lot uh, during COVID in, in uh, around sort of highlighting the importance um, from a customer perspective of food safety and hygiene and the comfort of buying from a trusted brand. So we saw some, um, so really um, over the, the last three years, our strategy, so forgetting COVID for a second, but the, the growth has come from um, our strategy over the last three years. And, and the, we had a mantra, which was fix the food and fix the stores and fix the brand. And so we began the journey by overhauling menu and quality core menu improvements and bringing in new food innovation and really playing to the jester brand that we were. In fact, uh, Tony, we uh, we bought uh, we bought to the world the f- uh, the world's first live tweeting chicken um, as part of our and uh, that went global. So uh, that was part of the start of our repositioning, but also mm. creating awareness and contemporising this very mature brand. And so, as part of the strategy um, in 2019. Uh, we also repositioned the brand to what we call Australia's first chicken heroes and we redesigned our uniforms and our packaging and our store layouts and our internal design guidelines. And um, And then in uh, late 2019, we were actually, uh, uh, we actually won the best brand transformation in Australia as a, res- as a result. So mm. I think it's layer upon layer. I don't think there's any uh, silver bullet to it. It's It's a strategy. Um, it's the execution of a strategy and um, which has led to the growth of the brand over the last three years. Hmm. I'm looking at your menu and I'm, it's lunchtime. So <laughs> <laughs> not how, such can a I, good idea. how can I treat you, Tony? <laughs> well, there we go. If, if only that was possible, I, I'd probably go for the quarter chicken dinner, yes. um, a, a good classic and unlike somebody else, you give people a choice of mash or chips because I think last time I was there it was this is what you get. No, I think um, I think mm. it's important to allow customers to uh, also customise. So so we don't while we might have set offerings in terms of bundles, we also allow customers to customise what they want to eat as well um, mm. uh, as they uh, peruse or or go through menu selection with us. Right. So how important is it, you've got quite a bit on the rotisserie chicken menu, how important is it to have a variety? You've got a big family treat, family classic, family meal, family roast. So is that the the market that you're aiming for? I think uh, when we look at, um, our, I think if I start with our purpose, um, we are a uh, an ultimate, we are the ultimate lighthearted fun chicken destination. So it's really mm-hmm. chicken for all. So if we look at um, your your base consumers, you've got you've got mum and dad. So mum would probably head towards the rotisserie. Dad will probably hit the fried chicken and the burgers. And so really, we're trying to um, provide optionality uh, for for our consumers of all of, of of all audiences. Having said that, our key target audiences have been over the last three years a male skew eighteen to forty nine. 
Okay, you've dropped out. Are you there? Yep, you dropped out. Okay, so 18 to 49. Yep. So, yep. So that's where your category is heading towards or you said over the last three years that was your... And, and, then, mm. and then as we move... Sorry. And then, Tony, as we move forward um, into uh, on the Eastern Seaboard, uh, we uh, are working with a um, slightly different target audience um, who are uh, up for what we call up for anything. So they're more adventurous type of uh, consumers and um, and not and 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 not gender specific as well. So we're broadening our target audience to to the needs of of what we call the up for anything uh, target audience. Which takes us to the Tempter Palmy range. Oh my God! Look at this thing. <laughs> It is a meal and a half in a burger. So the the tempter is a um, and if you're looking at the double, it is it is a full meal. Um, but it does have uh, streaky bacon. Um, it has our uh, tempter breast fillet burger. Um, it has a parmi a parmigiana sauce or parmi sauce. Um, it has uh, two or three mac and cheese balls squashed in the top of it, and it has then another layer of parmi sauce as well. It's it's um it's an amazing eat. Um, it's uh, something that uh, that is uh, works well with consumers uh, in our target market over here. Um, it's been a successful campaign previously, and we bought it back uh, by popular demand. And how many of these have you eaten? Well, I've had to eat a few. Um, just um, the the job of a CEO in a food brand is pretty tough, mm. and I must tell you that we have to taste everything that we put to market, and it has to have a final sign off. So, mm. in an in a typical burger tasting event, which will occur probably every six weeks, I I would have to try up to between eight and t- eight to ten burgers, but of course. They're portioned, so it would be a quarter of each, but that certainly adds up on the uh, on the waistline in due course. If we're uh, not, if we're not, I know it's so lovely, and I'm a self-confessed foodie, so it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, that would be a challenge. Cool. Okay, so anything else you'd like to add? Well, look, I think. Um, we've. I think what's next on the horizon for us, aside from. Um, coming over to visit you in, in Sydney and, and opening up in, in ACT and, and New South Wales is we're sort of heavily focused on, on customer-led digital innovation, um, allowing customers the optionality to transact with us at a, um, a, in, in, in different ways. And so we call that ordering beyond the counter. So I think that's, that's a really important um, point I wanted to add because the digital world is changing the way in which consumers do interact with all brands and you would see it through uh, McDonald's, through their kiosks, through QR coding, through contactless pickup points and click and collect. So it's it's an interesting journey as well as we uh, as we break borders with Chicken Treat. Mm. Okay, well, I, I hope that um, escaping the chicken run uh, works out for you. <laughs> Again, the chicken jokes, Tony, fantastic. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I've got more that I could use, but I'm not going to um, do that. So uh, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Tony, much appreciated. Have a great day.